everybody and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor and I will be your host, your dungeon master, and a guy who probably got some years wrong as far as quoting sports and playoffs goes. Uh, this week we pick back up on the Fractured World story and this week I am joined by Graham, Jared, Dylan, and Mike. Why don't you guys go ahead and tell me who you're playing, and uh, let's uh, let's talk about what happened last week after that, because some shit went down. My name's Graham, and I play the politician Dennis, and hot off the heels of getting to continue to use my speech as a weapon of mass pronunciation, let's call it. Sure. <laughs> let's go uh, with that, I guess. I'm starting to get pretty interested in this this sacred beast that I have. I'm a little more interested in them. Usually I don't care about people, but this, is, this isn't a people, so I'm interested What now. a great politician. <laughs> I don't care about people. I'm going to get into <laughs> politics. That's a politician, all right. Screw you. Got mine. Stanson, 2020. <laughs> wow, he sounds respectable. I'll vote for him. Yeah, I like his color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared, uh, playing Johnny Law, half bird, half man. Half cop, alcoholic. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Johnny once again is just showing how great he is at getting to the bottom of things, like those bottles, Cause caves. Because ca- I was meant, I meant the caves. Oh, I meant, <laughs> but also, yeah, that too. I am Dylan. I am playing the talking cat, Monsieur Boots, who had can disguise himself as a French boy and a master thief, and I have a son now. His name is Cheton, and he is my fiery little baby boy, and I love him. We're going to be together forever. I don't care what Andrew says. Uh, my name is Mike, and I play Mr. G, the elf-like thing that also makes things. Um, I also make... Uh, I- Mr. G's focused on building things for the good of humanity, and I don't, um, uh, I don't really work toward any sort of gratuitous violence in any sense, uh, especially not exploding people. Yeah, collateral damage is never on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's really for the good of humanity that he creates things like Molotov cocktails and grenades. Those, it's only for the good of the people. <laughs> Those guards shouldn't have been guarding that cave. I mean, they shouldn't true. have been standing there. They wouldn't have been guarding that cave if they knew that they'd have to eat some grenades. I mean, so Stupid. here's what I'm saying here. <laughs> With all of the stuff you have in your cargo pockets, you could have easily filled up a glass, like, glass bottle full of pickles and okay. thrown that instead. <laughs> and then they would have been like, I'm mixing oh, this myth right now. I'm mixing this right now. There are Eat no this. pickles or any sort of pickled vegetables in Mr. G's cargo pockets. That's not a thing. And it will never be a thing. I am going to start taking magic points so I can make you a liar. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> He's going to make and put pickles on you. 
or oh, I could just use my speech abilities to convince Mr. G that he has pickles in his pockets, even though he doesn't. There we go. Mr. G might get violent. There's a possibility. Wait, hold on. You can engineer this. Can't can't you somehow like turn pickles into batteries? Is that a thing? Yes. Yes, that is a thing. Mr. Engineer, why the fuck would you like turn down those pockets full of pickles when you could use it to charge a car? <laughs> you could charge a car with pickles. It's free energy. You can't charge a fucking car with pickles, all right? So <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> Elon Musk would accept pickles. So uh guys, why don't you go ahead and uh Give me a give me a recap here. What'd you what'd you guys get through last week? What happened? Did we blow somebody up with a grenade? I feel like that's a thing we did. We did. Yeah, you so did. we actually coordinated a pretty good attack on some unsuspecting guards, and uh Mr. G and Boots both uh threw volatile projectiles at people, and definitely one of them exploded. Oh, that's right. I had Molotov cocktails. Silver handled it quite well. I, I thought he handled it well and, and was not impacted in any As way. As I recall, we were also doing hand gestures to try to indicate what we were going to do, which I think got mixed up because I think at some point someone Ugh. was trying to say pickle grenade, but you threw an actual grenade. So, I mean, I don't know. See, that's the thing is that nobody tried to do that. There were hand gestures, though. There were some successful hand gestures. Which is why I said there was a well-coordinated ambush. I mean, I was just adding in details. It doesn't need to, doesn't matter if they didn't happen. It does? Because we're doing a recap. <laughs> okay, fine. What did you <laughs> <laughs> Johnny was drunk the whole time. What a- <laughs> he was. <laughs> he, he threw, he tried to throw his, his, uh, sacred beast right in the fray. And G had to tell him not to do that because explosions and fire, but. That did happen. He's not very good at your... He doesn't know that version of sign language. He only knows bird sign language. You only know bird sign language. This is news to me. It's different, man. Well, anyway, after we uh, dispatched our adversaries, we uh, went into the cave and found some uh, victims wrapped up in web. We freed them and enlisted them in our uh, mission for vengeance. Let's say. Given that you just blew someone up, we should note that they weren't our victims. They were someone else's victims. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. I, I, I'm I, glad you specified. They were not our victims. <laughs> they were. You, you all instantaneously thought they were probably dealt with by the people that were guarding the front door. They were victimized by other people. Yes. If I recall, we masterfully went down, followed the correct path the whole time, never once going the wrong way. Except for the part where that didn't happen, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> mostly. It might have become a jumbled mess at some point. Left is always the right direction, even if you can't go left. <laughs> yeah, even when someone asks their dumb otter if right or left is the right direction, and they choose right, and then we went the wrong way, and then you go left. Well, it seems like lucky isn't very lucky. Yeah, blame it Blame it on the otter. Well, he's pretty lucky when he didn't get crushed by a boulder. It's true. Only idiots would get crushed by a boulder. Oh, that hurts, man. That really hurts. <laughs> Catch a boulder. <laughs> so you guys um, eventually found your way to the, the bottom floor of this... Uh, dungeon in the mountains so to speak this this sort of large cavern that leads down um 
you all are looking around and you all hear chanting coming through the walls. And that is where we're going to pick back up this week. There is a pathway to the left and to the right that are open for you to explore. And I leave it to you. What do you do? Hey, uh, Silver. Uh, yeah, hey, what's 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 up, Mr. G? You've, you've been down here before, right? Um, I've never come down to this floor, no. Oh, well, I was hoping you'd have a little bit to share about what might be behind this cave-in. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I haven't come all the way down here. I've, I, I've heard rumors of something powerful sealed down here, and they, they always told horror stories of it, so us, uh, us kids were too scared to come down here. Some, you know, someone actually, someone actually tried to dare me to come down here alone without my, uh, without my beasts one day, and, you know, I was, I was just not having it. You don't look very hmm. scared right now. Well, this is a different situation. Well, I, I think it's pretty obvious where we have to go. Well, I mean, there is two tunnels, right? I mean, it's not, it's half of, I, where do we go? Where, where's the obvious route? Uh, do you not see the weird energy coming out from all those rocks there? <laughs> yeah, Mr. G, it's so obvious. I feel like we should take more of a stealthy approach. I, I, I'm getting a... A sinister... Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but this does seem to be the obvious path on where we need to go. No? Oh, I, that that was so obvious that I I didn't even think you were talking about that. I, well, I thought I you were mean, talking about how we get there was obvious. Uh, well, this would probably be a situation where maybe a grenade would help. I again, I don't think that really screams stealth. Um, <laughs> I could probably put together some sort of explosive device, but. Well, why don't we why don't we check the the two rooms and and see what uh and see what we find? Maybe there's a a better entrance or or something more stealthy for us to do. I throw one of the capture spheres at the pile of rocks and see what happens. Uh, which one? Your own? <laughs> no, one of the empty ones. And let oh. the dicking around begin. <laughs> um, it it does nothing. It tries to it tries to break down the rock. And you see the rock is just still there. It it doesn't dematerialize it. Silva, I think this ball is broken. I think your brain is broken. Uh uh l- let me see that, Adrian. Uh the let me let me see that, that sphere. I'll fix it for you. Alright, I hand Mr. G the capture sphere that I threw at the pile of rocks. Alright. Alright, Mr Mr. G puts it in his pack and then um <laughs> and then turns to the rest of the group. Alright, uh well I think we should split up. Uh, check both of these at the same time. I'll make another another transponder so we can talk to each other uh, as we as we discover what these these tunnels are. If you guys are down for this this plan, I think we have the numbers to to allocate our resources evenly. I agree, but why don't we just why don't we just meet back in this room real quick and and say what we saw instead of taking the time to to make an invention when we can just go and then come back and talk about it. Mr. G, you might just be the dumbest smart person that I have ever met. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no time. I mean, we're <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to make some sort of tactical plan here. <laughs> it was a compliment. He said that you were a smart person. All right, then. Um, I'll just uh hang back here and uh. I'll just uh, follow you guys then. Okay, yeah, you make you make your transponder. Um, I'll go check the left tunnel. Everybody else, go check the right tunnel. How about that? I would prefer to go to the left one as well. Fine. I'm going left. 
Okay. I'm also going left. <laughs> no one goes right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I believe the other two, uh, the, 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 our other yeah, compatriots um, here. Noel, Martine, can you guys go, go check the right path? Now that I think about it, um, maybe I'll go right as well. So Silver and Martine go to the right pathway, and Johnny goes everybody, him. you're going to the right now? After everyone else decided to go left, he was only going to go to left to supervise Silver and make sure he didn't do anything stupid. All right, but well, how about you go over there and you die with the worthless right. NPCs, and we <laughs> go kill the rest of the people. <laughs> cool, so um, I'll resolve the right path first, since it's only, only Jared. Uh, Jared, make me a sense check. There's I nothing can't... there. The left was the right one after all. Uh, that's a five. Well, either way, that's a fail. You just see an empty cavern. It's very open. There's nothing in this room. Huh. An empty cavern. Well, guess we should go the other way. So, everybody else going uh, the other direction. So, Graham and Dylan, please have Dennis and Adrian make me sense checks. Does Mr. G not make a sense check? I mean, aren't, aren't you in the center cavern still? <laughs> oh. That I'd follow the group wherever they went. Okay, basically. no, that's fine. Then yes, you would also have Mr. G make me a sense check. I failed horribly. I also failed. Uh, I got a two out of three, so that's a pass. Okay. You and Silver are both looking around, um, and you see Silver walk towards the uh, back of the cavern. Um, all of you see a large open room. There's not much to it. There's no, like, there's no twists and turns of the caverns that you've experienced before. It's just a large, open, kind of rectangular room. Um, you see Silver pick something up in the back right corner, and he's holding just a fang. And he's like, well, that's, uh, that's kind of weird. Huh. And you're actually drawn towards the back of the room, Graham, through some... Okay force of will dennis just kind of follows silver and walks towards the end uh, end of the room you notice that some of the rock in the back right of the room is loose it looks like it's cracking somehow Hmm. so you think maybe you guys could break through it somehow okay hmm um how how loose it like if i put pressure on it with my hands does it start to crumble like that or no it's not it you see it, it's cracks in a thick wall so it's starting to go but it is not that frail okay. yet uh, i'm gonna point that out then and what is uh what's johnny doing right now is he back to us at this point or i assume you would double back after you find nothing correct johnny uh yeah i mean i was gonna wait and see if the other npcs saw anything I, sorry, Martin did pass his sense check, so he does find something. He finds a small bag of, it looks like mostly discarded candies and wrappers, and he brings it over, and he's like, oh, it disgusts me when people leave their trash behind. And then you look inside of it, and you actually notice that there are three pieces of candy in this bag that are still wrapped. Would you say those candies are hard to come by? I mean, I would say that they're pretty rare to find. Huh. Uncommon candies. Does Martine hold on to them or does he give them to Johnny? <laughs> um He holds on to them for now. Sure. On the wrapper it says uncommon sweets. <laughs> Not safe for child consumption. Dad, I'm already s- I'm That's just fair. six and my and my voice just dropped. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um so I assume after that you would head over to the other cavern, correct, Jared? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. So Johnny, uh, Martin, and Noel head over to the left cavern, where you see everyone kind of looking around. Uh, 
you see everyone kind of in the back corner of the room. Uh, they all appear to be looking at the wall in the back corner of the room. Mr. G turns to Johnny and says, uh, Hey, Johnny, did your, uh, did, did the tunnel to the right, did it have, um, did you notice a weakness in the wall by any chance? Uh, I didn't, no, I didn't see a weakness in the wall. Just found some trash and a big empty room. Hmm. Littering apparently is still a problem. It looks like this is our way in. Uh, Johnny looks at the wall. Do I see the cracks? You see the cracks in the wall. Describe. They're pointed out to you, so I don't need you to make me a sense check at all. Yeah. Unless unless you would like to do a detective sense on the wall, that's on you. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's detect if... Yes. <laughs> Let me get it. Let me get it. Okay, yeah. At, this, at these here cracks. So your intelligence plus your sense, I believe that is still a seven, correct? Yeah, I cool. uh, got a one on the die. Cool. So yeah, it definitely looks like this cavern has been shaking due to something building up, and it seems to be cracking this wall. You can see the changes happening within the last hour. Hmm. Uh, it would appear that these cracks have formed within the past hour. Maybe something below is disturbing the uh, cavern. It is at that moment that all of you feel the cavern begin to shake. You feel a small earthquake. You hear the voice from inside growing louder. Everybody make me sense checks. Actually, everybody roll me two sense checks and give me the worst check. Two cents and worst? Yes. Except for Mr. G, just roll me one since you normally roll two dice. Yeah, because that would cancel out the... Yeah, Yeah, correct. By worst, I assume you mean biggest fail, not lowest number. Correct. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I still didn't pass because this this die will not pass anything, so... (laughs) Blame the die. I also failed and failed harder. Uh, I rolled two ones, so that's a pass. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. Funny how that works. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Mr. Johnny Law got a 10 and then an 11. Okay. Flipped the opposite luck there. Silver failed both. I don't feel any earthquake. What are you talking about? And failed both. Or no, he passed. Martine kind of like reaches in and he looks, uh, he kind of looks at all of you. um, And he goes, there's definitely still people in there. I can hear them chanting some kind of, of spell. Wait, was that what the sense check was for? Yeah, it's to make out what they're saying. Oh, okay. So, Graham, Dennis hears, Portalis Umbra Decimus, hear our call through the great sea of chaos. Let the blood gate open. And it you start to hear more words that you are very unfamiliar with, but you all start to hear something is, is causing this cavern to quake. And it, the cavern is shaking. Rocks start to loose from the from the ceiling as the voice gets louder and louder as the chanting goes on. Well, that's bad. That's that's not good. I mean, I completely agree. <laughs> hey guys, maybe we should uh do something about this. That is a fine suggestion. <laughs> and then, G, uh, this is a large area, right? It is a large area, correct. Large enough for maybe, like, a large blue dragon to fit, not yep. comfortably, but well enough. <laughs> uh, once again, yes, I did I did mention at the end of last episode that there is enough room to release Gary in these caverns. So I'm trying to pull up this. It, Danger, do you have the, the, the Gary character sheet on you by any chance? The, like, the, accessible? The character sheet? 
the Garrick <laughs> uh, I do. One second. I just have to find it. I need to, I, I assume, I think I remember he has some sort of Hydra Blast ability, which Mr. G probably knows telepathically or something, because... He has Bite and Water Pulse are his two moves. Water Pulse. What is a Water Pulse? So he sets out a large ring of water that when it hits, it releases basically a Sonic Blast. Oh, that is exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it disorients its uh, opponents. Is what it tries to do. And how do I how do I deploy that? Does that just deploy like magically? Is it just there and then it just happens? You have to tell Gary to activate it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is is it is it a blast from his mouth? In it a is direction? a blast from his mouth. Yes, in one direction. Yes. Cool, like a cone almost. Uh, it does. It does kind of form in a ring like cone fashion. Killer. Um. So. And I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Uh, does it come from his mouth? Like, where uh, else would the sonic boom come from? <laughs> his butt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary, use butt blast. Lucky also has a sonic boom ability. Can can his come from his butt? Um, I mean... I'm just kidding. I want no. it to come from his mouth. That's too silly. <laughs> Graham, Dennis yeah. begins to hear uh, more as Mr. G is releasing, uh, releasing Gary into the cavern. Uh, you hear... The true creator, your master beckons you. Take these crystals as an offering. 1,080 souls. A sacrifice of blood. So you can serve your master once again. So Mr. G wants to act right right now. Right here, right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to turn to everybody and he's going to say, uh, Are you all ready for this? What? Ready for what? Roll me <laughs> 1d12 and add 9 to it, Mike. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if everyone's ready or not because this is going to pop off real quick. Well, I, I meant for when you are going to do the thing you're going to do. Yeah, totally. So I'm waiting to see if everyone's ready or not if they want to do anything before we blast down this wall and get in what I assume is going to be a pretty nasty battle. Uh, I guess I am. I'm pretty sure I'm still in front of the wall, so maybe let me back away from. Yeah, yeah, of course. Get get out of the way. I mean, but yeah, get ready for this because we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. Just get gnarly. Uh, so I'm gonna back away from the wall then. Okay. Uh, Johnny is going to pull out some Molotov cocktails. Can everyone uh, give me a detailed position of how you line up uh, to get ready? So you're all like huddled into the corner of the room. Um, I assume Mr. G is up front now, given what you're trying to do. How wide, how wide is this room? Um, the room itself is pretty, pretty big big uh the area you're in you're at like a 20 25 foot kind of like flat area where the wall is cracked that you're looking at yeah but i'm talking about like how far back from this wall can i be how wide is this room this room as far as it's width, where you are right now you're looking at like 250 feet it's a huge cavern you have tons of space i'm uh, mr g is positioned like 50 feet back from the wall right next to his dragon like poised and ready to go oh i'm ready let's do this guys and you see that silver uh silver has aura out and he's ready to go uh both martine and noel nod in confirmation towards you mr g and they both have their uh sacred beasts out as well the blue uh the blue scaly dinosaur with the large horns and large uh fangs and the large bear that almost has like thick matted fur pauldrons that come straight off of his shoulders and large white claws 
uh, it it kind of slashes its claws together to to get ready and show how amped it is. What do the rest of you do? Uh, I hang back because I don't fight stuff, and I'll wait to see if there's things to talk to. <laughs> it's worked so far. Yeah, Johnny is also kind of hanging back in case there's like another collapse. Okay. I'm probably somewhere in the middle of the group with my energy pistol pointed at the wall. Okay, cool. Now that everyone seemingly is ready to go, uh, G looks up at the dragon and uh, looks up good old Gary there. And he goes, uh, all right, let's do this. And then um, what do I roll again? You want me to roll 2d12? 1d12 plus 9. That is going to be a 12 total. All righty. Um, so you hit you hit the rock and you all feel the cavern begin to shake. You see it begin to crack the rocks more, but it doesn't break. After a short pause, Mr. G looks around and goes, uh, so uh, who's anyone else going to help out here? What's what's going on? Hold on. I got this. And Silver just Silver looks down um, and he goes, Aura, get through there. And he points and he points there and you see Aura um, blast. It shoots a like pure white at the center and blue magical blast at the center of the wall where uh gary just released his blast of water while this happens uh johnny is gonna pull lucky out of his capture sphere in preparation as you're pulling lucky out you see that blue blast of energy released from aura's paws and it heads straight towards uh the center of where everything cracks and you see it break through the wall uh that purple energy begins to fill the room after that happens and the walls begin to crack and crumble uh as it grows more and more unstable uh everybody make me another sense check please all right. Also, I just want to point out that uh, as this happens, G yells over to Boots and says, uh, quick, get on the dragon. Let's do this. I hop on the dragon. Right on. Cool. Everybody make me uh, sense checks as it's this happens. Big fail. Big fail. I failed uh, the sense check. It's going to be a fail from Johnny as well. G passed, though. So, Mr. G, with your with your super hearing, you are one of the few people to hear uh, the this bit you you hear a deep menacing voice um and you you hear the sound of great magic you all now begin to feel it more and more as this wall is now opening up you hear the sacrifice is complete and you hear the unmistakable sound of blade meeting flesh and you hear a cut and you hear blood begin to to drop rise up and serve your master once again and that light reaches a crescendo just as you guys are flying through the hole in the the hole in the wall mr g since you're riding on the front of gary and you pass the check the first thing you see you walk in and you see a large spider-like beast it is made out of this twisted blue metal with silver claws that plant it firmly into the ground it has a large silver metallic x across its face and you see glowing red eyes stare at you with a lot of intelligence an intimidating amount of it at that and you see a woman sitting on its back um she stares up at you and she's blowing a bubble um from her mouth 
a, a bubblegum bubble. She has black skin with white runic looking tattoos and pure white eyes. She has white hair and she wears obscuring almost furs that coat her whole body uh, with black clothing underneath so you can't make her form out. You now also see floating in the center of the room a glowing rock that is beginning to glow purple in the center of it. There's an upside down Y shape on it that is glowing a, a bright, bright purple. That is what the light that is filling the room and now flooding into the other cavern where your companions are now following you in from. It, it is there that you also see Rose passed out on the floor in front of a robed figure wearing a terrifying mask. This mask has all of these oblong, rocky claw shapes on it that are white and red. It has one painted on green eye, and it looks at you as you walk in. As you all stop to see this occur, that glowing rock in the center explodes out with an energy. You, you see these green orbs begin to float around this thing and spiral around it rapidly, and you see a purple smoky miasma form out of it and it begins to form what looks to you all as a portal the portal begins to spin counter to the orbs that are surrounding it as it floats in the air and it lets out a horrible scream i need everybody to make me sense checks to not be deafened is my sense uh that's a pass i mean i pass with the one that is a fail yeah johnny failed as well Okay, your hearing begins to grow fuzzy, and it, it you instantly can no longer hear the commotion that's happening inside of the room as you rush in. Uh, for those of you who passed, once again, you hear this horrible, horrible scream, and it doesn't sound like one voice, but it sounds like a large number of voice voices screaming in unison at once, and it is just horrible. You are all there, frozen for a moment. You all have one action. Including our sacred beasts? Like anyone that failed, or just everyone? Basically, those who pass the sense check and are okay. Uh, you get one action. Oh, oh, okay. So everyone else gets none. Yeah. Are the sacred beasts, like, should I do oh. a check for Gary, too? Um, no, Gary already used, used what I would consider his action to break through this. So I'll make one for Chaton. Can he move? Because I'm, like, riding on him. I mean, he's moving, so he's he is currently moving. You're currently flooding into the room. You haven't stopped. Uh, I'm going to use my action to use my capture sphere and get Mantis Reaper, who, going forth, since I've been already calling him that, until I ask him personally, his name is Bug. <laughs> okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Bug go. Okay. Go, Bug, go. Can you name him Web, so I can just keep saying go, Web, go? No, I oh, cannot damn. do that. Fuck if it were a spider with armor, maybe. So yeah, you release you release Bug, and he looks for a moment, and he actually like backs up for a second. You haven't seen this thing get intimidated before, but looking at these two beasts seems to have him a bit shook. Okay, that's bad. That's really bad. In case I needed to be told that it was bad. You notice that all of your all of your companions also went deaf from the blast as well. So where are these where are the enemies? in relation to rose so rose is in the center of the room rose is basically underneath where this thing is floating 
in the center of the room the uh the completely obscured figure that you can't make out um much of uh the robed one with that with that weird mask he is standing right in front of rose it looked like he was just holding on to her um as you see a knife in his hand covered in blood and you see blood leaking off of her hand the other one is riding on the back of her sacred beast she is actually close uh close to the wall uh that you guys broke in from can i can i get to rose in this action I will hold on. Let me make a check here. Give me a moment, because you, in theory, could with Gary's movement. You, the thing is, is you will be taking an attack because you have to go by this person. That's fine. Okay, cool. So y- make me a dodge roll. That's Gary acting to to go grab Rose. Well, I'm not. I'm not acting to grab Rose. I asked if I can get to him. What I want to do is I want to have Gary swoop in to where Rose is and then create like a coil barrier on the ground around that area. Just so there's a, some that the Gary is between everything else in a circle. And okay. then there's a circle around Rose and I'll be in the center of that. No, that's, that's totally fine. So that's still going to be that. Yeah. That's a dodge for Gary, not for Mr. G. Oh, Just, uh, what's do you never send me Gary's stats? What, what, I did what's send you Gary's stats. The, uh... It is in your texts. Oh, it's in my text. I haven't been looking at my phone. Uh, so Gary's agility is a four. His armor is two, and his yeah. So you would add roll two d twelve plus six. You see the blue monstrosity um, of this twisted metal just eyeing you and turning as you are flying. It actually turns um, preemptively to where you are going or where it sees you going. And it fires out of its mouth a bright white beam of energy. It comes hot for both you and Gary and Dylan. You are, uh, Adrian is riding on Gary as well, correct? Wait. Gary got a 19. Okay. So uh, Gary and everybody then riding on the back of Gary uh, takes five points of damage. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage cool so there's so g can't can't try to dodge this at all he's just gonna uh, get... you can i'll i'll let everybody on the since gary is getting hit by this i'll let everybody on gary's back make an agility roll against this as well i'm going to do that because that would kill me otherwise 31 okay Ba-ba-da. that's gonna be a 14 so he's gonna take that damage there's 31 pass or fail uh, once I have, well, oh wait, uh, I only need Chaton to Chaton's roll. But um, wait, are are you using the same roll for for all of them? Or are you doing individual rolls for each of us? I was doing the same roll for everyone because it's the oh, same okay. beam that's hitting everyone. So I figured I would do the same roll. Well, Chaton's riding on my shoulder, so I imagine Adrian's roll would be fine. I mean, that yeah, if it, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Uh, it's a fail, by the way, Dylan. Motherfucker. Yeah, correction, that was a 14. So do I still do I still fail? You still fail. I still fail? Dylan That's failed longer. with a 31, so yes, you failed. Well, I have ones in all my physical stats. I am going to die soon. You are all blasted by this pure white beam, and you are all thrown from Gary, and Gary falls to the ground. Um, all of you... How's, how's everybody looking right now? Is anyone, like, 
dead or on the verge of being knocked out besides Dylan who has ones and everything since he just told me. Oh yeah, I mean I still got I still got some ways to go. Okay, cool. Just um, just making sure, just double checking. Don't have um, a ton of agility right now, but I took uh, I took one hit off for my DR, so now I have now I have zero DR for this round. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I forgot about DR. I took two hits to agility and then a hit, respectively, to vitality and strength. Okay, cool. So, that's so yeah, you're still, you're still doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. You are, you are thrown off of Gary's back. Gary is lying on the ground underneath this monster. Uh, you are knocked uh, farther away from Gary. The large screaming portal monster is in the center of the room. Um, it is between you and Gary. You fall off. You are you were hit directly, kind of in the side as it hit all of you, and your leg is actually doing not great. You basically took most of the blow to like your side, like your thigh, your leg, and your ankle. Um, so it takes you a moment to get up. What do you do? How far away is Rose? Rose would be a move action away. Hmm. I mean, I want to go. I want to have my back up to Gary on the ground because I'm assuming he's at least like four feet wide, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he's like yeah. He he is a bulky, bulky boy. Um, and he he's also 21 feet long. So like he's basically like a wall in the middle of the room. That's that's exactly the idea here. So I'm gonna yeah. run over to him. Can I make it over to him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that would, would that be my whole action or? Um, I would say because I gave everyone one action. Yes. And there's no way I could pull out my, my box of imagination. Um, I'll say, make me an agility check to see if you can do it while you're running. Uh, didn't pass that. Cool. No. <laughs> you, you begin trying to pull it out of your pack as you're running across the, the cavern. Um, and you are fumbling with your pack as you run. You are unable to pull it out. So G G is basically back to back to back with um with Gary, who's just lying there, uh, facing away from Gary with his rifle out, uh, yeah. just just trying to be as small as possible. Okay. Uh, so Graham, Jared, what are those yep. sense checks? Uh, I blackjacked mine. Cool. Uh, Johnny got an eleven. So that is a fail you your hearing is still fuzzy graham you're here uh dennis's hearing returns to you after a moment i never lost my hearing oh that's right you did yeah well ignore the shit out of my sense check i'll just (laughs) give you i'll just give you another description of the room after that shit happened uh you just saw the majority of your companions get fucked over sweet that was probably the single most powerful thing you have seen since arriving on this planet it, okay. it, you take a take a step back, and it you now realize why Bug took a step back when it saw this thing. Makes sense. You see the hooded figure look around, and he observes all of you for a moment. He looks up. Portalis, we must leave this place. The man picks up Rose, and let me make a check. Cool. <sighs> And you see the uh, you see the girl wearing the black robes kind of laugh, and she gets off the back of her sacred beast, and she walks towards the center of the room, as you're all just kind of standing around. And you see the portal begin to lower itself down on the ground and begin begin to get bigger. I mean, what's going on with combat right now? I mean, like, who has has have has the round refreshed? Like, um, I was I was kind of giving you guys a surprise initiative there as um 
you were busting in on these people in the middle of their spell. So I'll say that the surprise round is over and the regular round begins. What's this about a potato? Oh man, my ears. <laughs> now that you're all kind of in the room and a little bit more oriented with the situation at hand, you notice that this woman is of some sort of elvish makeup that you haven't seen before. Like I said, like jet black skin, white eyes, no pupils, nothing like that. Weird runic tattoos. Um, as she walks, you know, you all notice red fingers line her black robes. She walks over and she grabs Rose with the, uh, with the person in the center of the room. And she fully picks her up and she teleports right in front of the portal and walks through it. How many wounds did those potions heal? One. Okay, I'm going to drink the potion that I have on my person. Mr. G, you see that the that this man is now walking around the side of Gary heading towards this portal. Right on. Uh, and you said there's another beast in play too. Probably belongs to that guy. She recalled her beast. It's oh, it's okay. gone as she warps through the portal. Sick. And no, but so that man also has another beast though, right? You said there's two beasts in play. Um the beast in play is the portal. Oh. What? Okay. Um <laughs> I didn't expect a portal to be a sentient being. G's gonna does G's gonna yell over to Boots. Can you can you take this guy's ball? See if he has anything. Try to take something off of him. Wait, Chef. I will, now that I've recovered one to my agility, I will use my second action and only remaining one to use steel on the guy. Okay. That guy. Sure. Christ. Yas. Oh, that's an explosion. Oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> so far, Boots is definitely G's best weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta beat a 30. He does not beat a 30. Sick. Tell me where you would like me to pull from, friendo. Uh, three from the front, five from the back, mm -hmm. 11 from the front. Alrighty. Temperance, Ace of Pentacles, Eight of Wands. Temperance. Cool. You, my friend, are holding a bag in your hand now. Can you explain what, what that means specifically? Like, or, or are those supposed to be kind of mysterious because there's like 78 options? Oh, no, no, no. I can, I can totally explain it to you. So the way that steel works, when you create that magical link to a person's, you know, belongings, uh, the way that since you're not physically touching them to steal it, there's a chance that you might not get exactly what you're hoping for. So you pick, uh, you basically draw tarot cards equal to your luck rank, and each suit and basically the rarity of each suit denotes how good the item is. The person casting steel chooses what card they want. Since Temperance is uh, a major arcana, it's the basically the rarest thing this dude can can. Fuck give. yeah! Yeah, either the best thing on their person or something specifically requested by the person who casts it. Exactly. Adrian looks down. You're now holding a bag. It's pretty heavy. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> what's in the bag? Oh, what's you in see the bag? a bunch of red rubies with black centers to them this is mine now he blackjacks his sense and he kind of looks down as his person is lighter and he looks over at you and he keeps leisurely walking towards the portal and he just he takes a second as he's standing in front of it to look and he goes 
It matters not. I'll get those back when the time is right. And then he looks towards the uh, he looks back towards the portal for a moment. You were going to act, correct, Mike? Can jo- can Johnny roll a sense before you do that, just to re-engage? Sure, roll your sense and hold it for a second. Mike, do your thing. Sure. Well, yeah, I basically wanted to just yell out like, uh, "We have to stop him!" And then G is going to take out his uh, box of imagination, press the button, and then push it against his chest and say armor and theoretically that is less than four feet by four feet so it should create a chest piece of armor that fits him perfectly you're trying to trying to hit the guy with it no he's just pushing it against his own chest against your own chest okay yeah cool. and he's cool, putting cool. he's putting armor so how much dr do you want to give me for just straight up perfectly fitting metal like what basically a, is your intelligence rank it's a c it's a c and it's a six for the stat or a seven Seven. Seven. So you can either choose to gain three DR or seven armor. Whatever you uh, prefer in the situation. Definitely three DR. Yeah. Cool. And then uh G has movement again, right? Uh yeah. He's just gonna he's just gonna get up um and he's he wasn't prone or anything, but he was crouching. He's gonna get up with the skeleton key in his hand, flip something on it that's gonna flip over and turn into the shotgun mode and just run straight toward him so he's between him and the portal. Your positioning would be a bit weird on getting in between him and the portal, given how close he is to it. Just letting you know. Oh, okay. I thought he had to walk over to it. Like, Well, he did, but his back is towards you, and he is facing the portal straight on. All right. Well, G's just going to get as close as he can to him, and he's yeah. just going to freaking blast him right in the torso, right in the right in the hips, basically. Like, aiming for the... Aiming for that, uh, oh, what is that? The femoral artery, basically. Like, just trying to shoot that cone right at his legs. Okay roll it oh yeah so jared well i'm uh, i'm rolling this what did johnny get on his sense check uh he got a five uh which is also a fail okay so he's kind of like you're still out of it the rest of your companions also seem to be very out of it from those that screeching johnny is slowly piecing bits together and he thinks they're talking about uh bald potato robes (laughs) and he's a bit confused so that's going to be a 20 that's going to be a 23. So you walk up and you hit him as he walks through the portal. He takes the wounds willingly from your blast and uses kind of the the momentum of a shotgun blast to help push him through the final bit. You see blood leak out and drop onto the ground before he enters the portal. And then as he crosses through, you see the portal raise up once again back into the center of uh, kind of the center of the space that you are in this large cavern and it begins to spin and you see that little keystone on it kind of flip inside of it and the portal shrinks in on itself and closes and disappears well fuck the last thing you see is silver passed his sense check when you kind of tried to rally and get everyone out of it mike or when mr g tried to rally everyone he's running and he dives at the portal, and he just misses it. Like, you're surprised as to how good his jump is, for how small he is, and he just misses it as it closes, and he falls on it. And he slams his hand on the ground, and you hear a soft whimper. The soft whimper of, of, of crying, as Silver is burying his face in the ground, pounding his fists. G's right next to him. You hear him cursing under his breath exasperated for air damn it 
Not again! Not again! Damn it! Johnny finally rolled a pass. (laughs) (laughs) There was real good timing there. Oh, God. Johnny walks up, like, with his finger in his ear, like, moving it around, you know. What did I miss? You look up after you were kind of, like, shaking your head to get your hearing kind of back, and it stops ringing, and you look up. Um, You see everything that you previously saw gone. Uh, Everything when you enter the room, it is now just an empty, dark cavern. You hear the, the soft crying of silver, and you all look around dumbfounded. G turns to Johnny and says, uh... Well, uh, she's gone. Just like Marshall. He's, they're all gone. Do you declare? What? Is that what you declare? I, I don't understand. I mean, two people are... Very interesting. I haven't been able to hear Two anything. people are potentially dead here. I, I don't... <laughs> I, 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 are you making it a joke or something? I mean, I'm talking about your, your brother, too. Your brother's also gone. I, I thought it would... <laughs> Okay, well... I'm sure that Marshall's fine. He can take care of well, himself. Well, you know what? You know what? Fuck you guys. And then G's just gonna um, try to figure out if he can trace where this thing came, where this thing went. Sure, make me an intelligence check. Boom, three out of seven. So, you kind of look at the scene. Um, you pull out your flashlight as all of the light that was previously, like, fully illuminating this room is just gone. It is. It went back to being a pitch black cavern with fucking nothing in it not great as soon as the portal closed so you whip out your flashlight again and you kind of start to go over you know everything you see a small kind of inlet in the center of the room and around it is an elaborate magic circle you see in the elaborate magic circle very similar symbols to the tattoos of the people who you have previously kidnapped does it look anything like my notes from the uh from the portal that that also grabbed Marshall? Uh, you see a couple of symbols that do kind of, they, they do look similar. You think it might be a similar kind of magic? The symbols do look vaguely different. You think there's something there. And when I, and when I cross-reference it, it with my uh, book of portal magic that I m- might have stolen from a museum. Um, Once again, you do see now interlocking symbols in the book. All right. G marks that down and then and then looks around and and is curious what what everyone else thinks. It looks like this portal magic looked to be a uh, it, it looks to be denoting some sort of ritual to get this thing to be summoned, which is why you assume they were down here and why people don't normally come down to this floor. Uh, other thing you see, once again, you see blood on the floor from the person you shot. Um, Silver kind of, like, gets up after a moment. He's still sniffling, and he's still very upset. But, like, you you see that he is still pretty angry. Um, he begins to kind of look around, and he he actually steps in that blood, and it scuffs across, uh, it scuffs across the floor. And he goes, oh, ah, whoops. Um, wait, hey, do you guys, do you guys have anything that we could take this with us? Maybe we could figure out who took my sister if we analyze that. Yeah, how about a uh, detective bird I, over here? What do you, you got anything? Yeah, do you do you have anything? Well, I believe I might have a beaker or two in my bag. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Did you just say beaker? <laughs> yeah, he did say beaker. Johnny reaches into his bag and he pulls out like an old chemistry flask and he's like, 
Yeah, I ordered a bunch of flasks once and they sent me the wrong kind. (laughs) 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 So, like, I'm going to try to somehow get the blood off of the ground and put it into the flask. Okay. Uh, Make me an agility check to do this. Uh... (laughs) I'm going to speed it this real fast. Well, I feel like it's agility in the sake of finesse because you're trying to get blood off the ground into a beaker without a lot of proper supplies. Danger, you do know he has hands, right? Not just wings. Well, I know that he has hands, but he <laughs> oh, does Christ. also have wings. And sometimes wings get in the way of doing stuff that normal fingers are good at. Or do they? Oh, you know uh, what's funny? I actually had evidence bags, <laughs> which probably is way more... Well, s- same deal, though. Y- you're you're trading off, like, a small flask or a small vial for, like, a plastic bag. It's still gonna be a bit weird. Hey, wait, did did you roll your agility check yet? Oh, yeah, I passed it. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so, against all odds, you scrape this glass vial on the ground, and you get a couple of these drops of blood in there. I check to see if I have a baguette in my inventory to soak up the blood, and I do not. Uh, yeah, you are out of fresh bread, to say the least. I, uh, Johnny has another thing he could do here. What would you like to do? So, he has, uh, like, flip lighter components, and one of the components to that is, like, the little wick that you put inside, which Mm -hmm. just absorbs the, uh... Oh, so you're you're trying to basically absorb some of it as well. Oh, smart idea. So... Um, I like it because it's an, Im- it's a cool improvisation. So what I'll say, roll me a luck check plus your style. Oh, what I, I'm ruling it like improvised weapon, but also luck because this might not work. Oh, I would say it's very unlikely, but at least I get some style. All right. I gotta, I gotta get three or lower guys. Uh, it did not work. Okay. <laughs> um, it coats the outside of it, so you do still get a little bit on there, but it doesn't soak it like you were hoping for. So you could drop the wick in with the rest of the blood that you already got that had pooled up a bit and was easier to get, but a lot of it is unfortunately just now seeping into the ground. It's it's too hard for you to, to get it out. Oh, He's going to put it in a separate evidence bag. Okay. And then he's going to case the room taking pictures with his hey. camera. Hey, Johnny. Evidence. Yes? Um, as a detective, do you have some sort of a uh, ability, maybe a maybe a sense that might might let you know where these people went, possibly, or give you more clues? I don't know if it works that way, but it may help me figure out what the hell went on when I was briefly deafened. I suppose I can try. <laughs> the spell of deafness came over me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, you see, birds don't really have ears, so I got no protection. This goes straight in the holes in my head. <laughs> I don't have any of those drums that you humans have. Yes. You know the drum that protects your ears? I meant the those. Drums that, the drums that protect your ears. Uh, man, what if that was Johnny's voice? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys, my name's Johnny Law. I've been on the force for 50 years. I love Liberty Spirits. Oh, <laughs> Get out of my way, you bozo. I'm walking here. <laughs> Beat it, bozo. Uh, I could never keep that voice up. Yeah, that um, hurt me just in those couple of sentences. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, Jared, I believe in you. I think you could keep that voice up. I could try. You could be the best 65-year-old smoker I know. Yeah, so uh, I w- actually passed that. I, I guess I just got all of my fails out. Yeah, you got them out of the way. Yeah, really I got mattered. them out of the way. 
uh, when it mattered. Yeah, so one out of uh, one out of seven. One out of seven to detective sense what happened. So um, yeah. you see the entire floor around the magic circle light the fuck up. You see thousands of crystals on the ground. They have a a bluish green light to them. Um, you also see a purple moat of energy that's in the direct center of everything. And you see this, uh, you see the energy of this hooded man. You see the blue one uh, is standing off in the corner, closest to the wall that you broke in. You see the pink one in the center of the room, and you see the last insert color here, light, um, directly next to the pink light. You see the energy basically go through a, a chant and a mantra, and you see the magic circle on the floor light up in that purple energy that was filling the room. You begin to see all of those the, those thousands of like crystals uh, shake on the ground, and they begin to draw into the center of the room, and that's what kind of opens up the portal. You then see the light of the hooded figure who walked through the portal last. Uh, You see him pick up the energy that you see representing Rose, and he cuts her hand with a large, jagged knife, and you see blood drip down onto the keystone. And then he drops her, and he finishes uh, finishes his spell. And then you see all of the energies turn towards the left, towards when you guys broke in. And then the rest of the events from what you have now picked up are there. Wow. Seemed like I missed a lot in that short period of time. So those, uh, the the colors that he was following, um, are they still there or did did he just watch them go no, through? No, they disappear. Like the center of the room? Yep. Okay. All of them disappear. You are unable to trace where they went. You just see them disappear from the room you're in. Um, can he, can he detective sense, um, to see if those gemstones... Uh, the 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 blue ones is that the yep. bluish? Purple? Yeah, there were blue there were huge. thousands of these small like blue motes yeah. that that look like crystals on the ground. Are they still on Dylan? Or, or are they still on Boots? Adrian uh, slash Adrian, Boots sorry. has different crystals. You also haven't seen what his look like. I also hid those on my person as soon yeah. as I took them. Yeah, so like he definitely casts steel. You don't know what he has. You don't know what those look like. Well. To be fair, G was watching him pretty closely because he kind of like prompted that whole action. I mean, you would see him steal the stuff, but like, unless he shares what was inside of it, he was farther away from you. So you saw that he was holding a bag and then then hit it. You have more information than anyone else, Mike, as to what happened. Yeah, I was going to say like, because I mean, Jared, uh, not Jared, uh, Johnny doesn't even know that um, he has him. But while Johnny was detective sensing i was going to say that g was going to go over to boots and ask him what he has so uh um we'll resolve that in a second once jared's finished with his thing okay yeah no worries cool cool so yeah finish finish your thought here jared you see basically everything that i saw or said uh one small thing you asked a while ago what it looks like when he's detective sensing yeah uh, I, i had a i had an interesting thought with that okay um so his eyes go white and then red circles, like banded circles, just, uh, how do I describe it? Just uh, keep going outward, like, <laughs> in like a cartoonish way. You know, am I explaining it correctly? <laughs> so his eyes just look like a... 
<laughs> so it looks it looks like the it. hypnotic gaze from like yes, any cartoon exactly. except with red rings. Red rings, exactly. So would you prefer that your energy also looks red when you go into this vision? Because as of right now, it's blue. I assumed with the red energy, it would probably change. His color th- scheme is probably red, white, and blue, so... That's Either fine. Those colors perfect. Well, no, then that makes perfect sense that the vision is blue if his eyes are red and white. So I'll keep it. <laughs> anyway, great. So you are caught up as to what happened. And you got some insight into what led to what was happening before. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mike, you go. Uh, Mr. G walks over to uh, to Boots. To Boots, yeah. Um, and he's going to ask him, uh, 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 Boots, so, I mean, I guess it didn't stop him, but... What'd you end up getting off that guy? Make me opposed sense, Mike, because Boots is going to try to only take out one of the things he took and hide the fact that he has a whole bag of them. Well, I mean... (laughs) I mean, it does make sense for, you know... Is this opposed opposed sense, or...? Yeah, sense versus sense. Well, sense versus the thing that it specifies in the skill I'm using. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm gonna roll. I add, do I add my sense my sense to this, right? Nope. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know what you're using. Took me a second, but yeah, it's there, a there 21. Also 21. So we each roll a one <laughs> die, and whoever gets highest wins. That's a 12, motherfucker. Yeah, I got a I got a five. Ah, uh, I was gonna say if you guys roll a 12, let's have this explode off. Let's keep fucking going. <laughs> yeah. No, let's, yeah, let's do this. But I, yeah. I mean. I, I rolled a five. So. Yeah, no. You see him. You see him pull out one uh, hex- hexagonal red gem. It's like a ruby red gem. It's about the size of. Um, it's a little bit smaller than than the size of Adrian's hand. It's pretty big, and it also has like a dark black center to it. There's like a perfect circle on the inside of it. It is a resplendent gem. This was the only thing in the bag. Uh, Mister G. Um definitely saw him get a bag full of something uh but he's gonna kind of just move past that because really he just wants to look at one anyway so he's gonna ask uh boots um yeah you mind if i uh you mind if i look at that i'm going to need this back when you're done yeah yeah sure fine but i hold out my hand reluctantly with the gem as both of you exchange the gem can i have both of you make me willpower checks please Oh, I am not good at that at all. <laughs> Mr. G is equally not good at that. I failed the uh, the willpower check. I got an eleven, or the will check. I got an eleven out of uh, out of two, I believe. Okay, I got an eight out of two. That's also a fail. So both of you fail. Um, so both of you get shivers down your spines as you pass the gemstone to each other. Both of you feel a vague sense of something coming from the stone itself but you can't quite place it you can still feel it radiating kind of like pulsating in your hand when you hold the gemstone now it's it's a little bit unsettling but you can't quite place what it is g is intrigued by this and wants to look further into this gem okay make me a magic check oh i passed it one out of a one out of three this definitely seems to be this object is imbued with some kind of energy through magical means. Is there any more info than that? I mean, is it did someone enchant it or was it already magical to begin with? Based on the look of it, you're not the most magically versed, so it's kind of hard to tell for you. Plus, this is on a planet you're not used to. 
but your first inclination is that this was imbued by someone and wasn't uh wasn't naturally made seems like someone did this seems like someone put something inside of this you don't know what so g's going to um going to look over at uh at them the inhabitants of this planet and ask uh holding up the the gem above his head ask does anyone uh know what this is and i guess he's going to shine the flashlight on it too because it's pretty dark in there i guess so you shine the light on it and the red from the gemstone basically kind of illuminates uh the cavern around you um everyone is coated in this like red light for a moment and you see small black circles basically also reflecting off the walls as you do this silver kind of looks over at you and he goes uh mr mr g could i could i hold that for a moment or not maybe not me but can aura hold that for a moment why what are you what are you thinking well i think she may be she might be able to to sense whatever is inside of it you can see based on on the circle that this gemstone has been imbued with something if only rose was if only we got rose she would know exactly what what's in here but i think aura might be able to tell she has kind of a knack for this kind of thing if you couldn't guess from her her name oh all right i'll uh i'll hand it over awesome thank you I keep the light shining on it, by the way. Oh yeah, because it makes it much easier to communicate and see what's going on in the in the. Cavern. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you're still kind of shining the light through it, and or uh, Aura kind of touches it from the side, so you're still able to shine the light through it, and you see her for a moment begin to uh, sort of channel as she's holding this, and uh, you then see Silver put his hand on Aura's shoulder. Silver's eyes light up. And a voice that is not his own comes through. We are experiencing blood magic, soul magic, something evil. It it seems as though we are dealing with some sort of necromancy. Someone put some kind of soul in this. If the legends are true, and what was summoned is truly um, what I believe it to be, I think that... They sacrificed a, a ton of innocent lives to resurrect that portal. It seems as though we are halting their plans for now by possessing these gems. Gem. But that is all I'm able to tell from this. Gem, it is just the one. You're right, it is just the one. G looks over at And base. then you see Silver kind of let go of Aura, and he, like, stumbles sideways for a second, and he kind of, like, goes, ah, ah, ooh, ah, ah, I didn't get used to that. But yeah, no, you guys heard what Aura said, right? Wait, there's only one gem. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> From what I heard of, of, of the legend of the Beast of Portalis, this this dark portal, it um requires thousands of souls to make, make the gate. And it connects to some sea of chaos or something weird. It's it's not good news, guys. I uh, I'm very worried. Yeah, everybody can make me an intelligence check uh to know what the sea of chaos is. Okay, I do not know what the Sea of Chaos is. I failed. Uh, I failed my first one, but i using Educated so I can re-roll an Intelligence check, and I passed the second one. Cool. Yeah, I passed the first one with a 1 out of 7. Alrighty. Jared? Uh, Johnny got a 3 out of 4. Cool, so you guys all get it. I was in that class. Cool. Except for Boots. Well, yeah, except for <laughs> Boots, but I mean, like, boys got a 1. <laughs> I mean, when he hits, he hits hard. Oh, exactly. That's what I mean. 
<laughs> either he's either got it right on the head or he doesn't at all. <laughs> cool. So the the three of you kind of rack your brain for a moment, and you've heard of the Sea of Chaos before. There are there are very powerful people in the world that you come from who are known as children of chaos. Uh well you don't a hundred percent know what or where the sea of chaos is you assume it has something to do with those powerful people from your home world you all actually specifically know uh that Alyssa moonseer is technically a child of chaos g turns to everyone else and says uh i think we need to we need to get back to the ship we need to get back to to the captain uh mcmaster uh this is this is out of our hands at this moment yeah, we we need to talk to the professor too. We need to find someone who who knows about these these legends and these beasts. It seems as though something from from your world and our world is is colliding into the sea of Kate Moss. Who was Kate Moss? I assume someone from a forest somewhere. Ah, uh, one of those one of those uh those tree people I hear so much about. I've never seen one in person. That would be a cool adventure. Oh goodness, I'm getting distracted again. Ah, guys, we guys, let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's just your sister, you know. I, I understand it easily to get easy to get distracted. He's in shock. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Uh, yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Dead siblings club. What up? What up? <laughs> hey. Oh. oh no. That is a sad club to be in. <laughs> no, it's cool. They're both fine. They're probably just in the sea of Kate Moss. They're just in the sea of Kate Moss. The big Kate Moss sea in the sky. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Silver looks at everyone. All right, let's uh, let's get back to town. This is uh, this is not good, and we we really need to we need to come up with a good strategy. Your your captain, Captain McMasters, he said he was meeting up with the rest of your crew, correct? Yeah, I'll I'll uh I'll radio him when we get out of this cave. I I I think I should have good enough reception up top. <laughs> with his, uh, I forgot you gave him that. Okay. All right, good. That's yeah, smart idea. All right, great. Well, let's uh let's head out, guys. Let's let's uh go deal with this. Yeah. So, um everybody do me two things before we take a quick break. Give me an agility check and a luck check, peeps. Okay. Failed the agility check. Failed the luck check. I am the best cat in the world. (laughs) Failed agility, passed luck. Uh, G failed agility, but also passed luck with a two out of four. Okay. So in Bizarro Land Universe, Johnny failed his agility and passed with a blackjack on his luck. Huh. Weird. Um, One. Cool. You all kind of like reconvene and you are all walking up, you know, out of the cave, following the path that you did before. Some of you are a bit more injured than others. So your travel is pretty slow, um, but none of you get lost across the way. uh, Those of you who passed luck checks and subsequently blackjacked a luck check all encounter beasts on your way out. So Mike, Jared and Graham. Uh, all of your characters uh, are going to enter combat on the way out. Wait, we we get to fight because we passed luck checks? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's the way she goes. You guys all ran into some sacred beasts on the way out. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do this. 
Wait, no, no, I got this. No, if the recorder comes out, mute him, mute him. I didn't want to because I was it's curious the same as to how fucking bad thing you've been playing this whole time. It sounded like a pirate's life for me that time. <laughs> yo ho, yo ho. All right, guys, let's just go steal a ship. Fuck the dangerous idea of whatever this campaign is going to be. It's time to just become pirates. You guys are just pirates now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Space <laughs> pirates. Yeah. Let's wait and let's wait until Rex is out doing stuff, and then we'll mutiny and take over the ship. I'm pretty sure at least one of us knows how to fly it. I mean, I could I could learn with my nine XP. I'm sure there's a manual somewhere. Anyway, are we doing this individually, Danger? Uh, so I'm going to have all of you enter combat. You're just uh, basically under the effects of duel because only one person can fight the wild. We're each fighting separate time. ones, right? Yep, correct. Okay. I'm going to do this in a little bit of a different way here. Um, can each of you roll me uh, 1d12 just so I have an order on who encounters what first for description? That's a 12. Okay. G sure. got a 10. I got my recorder at the ready if you need me to do the, the battle okay. noise. I guarantee we won't. But I do appreciate it. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got- yeah, so so Dennis got a 12. G got a 10. Uh, what did John Wow, get? we all got high ones. Uh, 11. 11. Okay. Whoever's the highest wins. Jesus. Yeah. As usual. I'm the highest. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sky high. Graham, Dennis is kind of minding his own business in the back. Bug is out uh, at the ready, and you guys are just kind of <laughs> leisurely, leisurely walking. And suddenly, one of the rocks from the pathway shifts in front of you, and it begins to snake around. You see a uh-huh. large snake-like beast made out of large boulders. Uh, mm. You see a head that turns, rears, and roars at you. The cavern starts to shake a bit. You see a large, uh, it looks almost like two boulders animate and form a snake-like head and mouth with a large horn on top of it. Yep. And it looks uh, down on you and you get ready to uh, engage with it. Just as uh, all of you kind of turn and you see uh, Dennis engaging with this, um, both Johnny Law and Mr. G are then engaged from the sides. Johnny Law, you see a small silver beast with a red eye. It looks to be made out of a silver metal. And it actually looks a bit familiar to you. It looks similar to the thing that you just fought, only if it was silver. Um, it comes at you, and it actually comes out of the darkness, and it hits you in the side, right in the ribs, to engage in combat with you. Uh, and then Mr. G, you are... Um, you are kind of like standing back from this large rock snake and you back up and in the nick of time, you feel a claw kind of slash at your way and you spin around and you see this, uh, you see this weasel with dark blue, almost black fur. It's hard to see against the darkness of the cavern around you, but you unmistakably see piercing red eyes and long, sharp white claws. You also see a large, feather coming off of its head right in the front i have a clarifying question here yes i would like to answer your clarifying question what's stopping me from pulling out my gun and turning around and shooting any of these other beasts i mean like you can if you want 
Okay. I just wanted to check. I just wanted to check to make sure I could shoot shit if I wanted to. It is not protocol as most of the time you like you are engaged. Essentially the way that a trainer battle works or a wild battle, um, unless you are encountered by a horde, which you were in the previous session, uh, with all of those small little creepy spiders, basically you're under the effects of duel. So if anyone interrupts it it affects how you guys roll all right well let's do this thing hey boots do you have one of those extra capture spheres i can borrow uh, and not give back no i only have the one that uh mr g took from me wait did you roll intelligence to remember that because i don't think you did <laughs> i rolled something you don't know what i rolled it for the DM's supposed to know what you're rolling. It's... No, no, this was odds or evens to see whether or not I tell him the truth. Aha, now he knows what you rolled. I got you. <laughs> it's true, I do now know. Make, uh, Dylan, can you make me a charisma check to see how just believable you are? Wouldn't it be opposed because he's trying to see if I'm lying? Yeah, that's, that's fine. I was going to say, like, how convincing you come off with first... And then I was going to do an opposed if it was bad, was my thought. But if you just want to go straight let's, for the opposed, let's just go that's straight for the fine. opposed. <laughs> okay. Against me? I thought it was Jared I was trying to convince. I mean, calling him out on lying is not going to get me a capture spear. But <laughs> let's, see, let's see if I think he's a dick or not. Can you beat a 10? Yes. I literally have exploded twice. Yeah, <laughs> I am lying. I am not doing a very good job of it either. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, not at all. 36. You can probably see the spare capture spheres, like, on my belt or something. <laughs> right. Like, I'll actually say know, that, like, you didn't put them on your belt or anything like that just because you wouldn't have a place to put them. But, like, you tried to stuff them inside of your coat. So, like, your coat is just a little bit bulgy around, like, your breast pocket because I assume you're still in, like, boy form or thief form. So, either way, it's not very concealing because it's a suit. So, like, you see a couple of bulges off of his suit, and he's like, no. Well, I don't believe you. Uh, if you don't want me to have it, that's fine. Here, Johnny, catch. Make me, uh, make me an agility check, bud. As a bird, you want. is it possible that that capture sphere would capture Johnny Law? <laughs> 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 because I was going to try to do that to Boots at one point, but the opportunity never really arose. <laughs> I mean, I'd um, say that that opportunity is currently um, arising if you so choose. He's definitely not a cat. He's definitely still a person, I think. If he transforms, you can certainly try, or you can try with Johnny. Johnny rolled a three, uh, which is a pass. Cool. You catch, catch. You are given one capture sphere. Thanks, Silver. You're a very nice person. Also, fuck you, Boots. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> All right. Gina's going to turn around and be like, uh, hey, guys, Um, I mean... I've got this nasty thing here. I I mean, we really should get back to the captain. There's a uh, silver sister might die. I, what do you guys think? I'm thinking about um, going to the bottom left portion of the panel and uh, running. Mr. G, I'm going to stand here and try to capture this here beast. <clears throat> oh, all right. I guess I'll, I'll hang out then. And then uh, who's going first? Did you have an order specifically, Danger? Um, no, it is, it is now open initiative. So once again, it is open initiative for you. I want to do a thing. Okay, what what thing would you like to do? Oh shit, bug, look out. There's a rock lizard. 
<laughs> Bug just kind of like throws his arms up and he's like, he, he gives you the most, yeah, no shit response that a bug with scythe arms can fucking do. <laughs> and then also immediately after that, I'm like, we need to talk about what your name probably already is after this. Because I, I assume he has an actual name and I want to find <laughs> out what it is from him. That is that is entirely up to you because you know that the way that this this place works as it was told to you is that you give the nickname. That's what helps solidifies your bond. So does he just literally not have a name? So so I think his name's Bug he, now. <laughs> he has his classification, but it's not like they give each other names. No, that I meant like personally, like socially, he does not have a name. Socially, he does not have a name All unless right. you keep calling I, him I Bug. I guess he's Bug then. <laughs> <laughs> Bug is a great name. <laughs> it's a little bit derogatory, but no, yeah, whatever. I don't mean it as an insult, and it's really funny grammatically. Your your action was to be like, oh shit, look, a rock <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it? Yep. You know, okay. Oh, 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 okay. That, technically, there was a second step that I forgot about. Uh, and then also, I'm going to shout at the Bug Lizard, the Rock Lizard, excuse me. And tell it that I don't actually, we don't have to fight, dude. Like, if you go away, it's fine. Okay, I'm going to need you to um, oppose this. Oppose, yeah, oppose yeah. this. Maybe these uh, sacred beasts have, like, personalities. You can be like, some of the other ones have. <laughs> playing hard I, to get, huh? The uh, the other bugs that I, I talked some other bugs down from killing you guys. Yeah, so you don't want me to hang around. Make we were doing fine out. against those bugs. You, you were not. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I'm going to join you now. Oh, cool. Ding. Shit. Uh, uh, two Three hours later. That was actually a really good impression of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 71. <laughs> I exploded twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of figured that's where it was going. Um, Something's telling me that this rock lizard snake is not gonna be able to talk his way out of this thing uh i give it to danger the, what the rock snake next? just kind of <laughs> yeah the, the rock snake just kind of roars at you for a moment trying to hold ground and then he looks at you and he he kind of does just go oh yeah i guess we don't not that he like says it out loud but he definitely <laughs> yeah that's that's but he just like roars stands his ground for a moment and then turns and you know goes back to some other part of the <laughs> he just he he's like okay the 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 wild rock snake fled it just like a yeah okay shrug kind of thing right before he leaves more or less more or less <laughs> it was just kind of like all right whatever the the wild rock snake fled yeah we did it bug <laughs> hey uh dennis would you mind uh talking this guy into going away too <laughs> I don't have another action, can I? What is an action? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm not talking in game. How does that work, Uh, Okay, I will guess I'll uh, do, I, do this. I got my hands then... full here, Mr. G. Sorry. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, it, how close is this, is this fucking Reaper cat to me? Uh, it is pretty close. Um, How close? It is seven net, feet it close. It is walking towards you. <laughs> it's walking it is seven feet me. close. All yeah. right. Yeah. Mr. G pulls out his shotgun, uh, the skeleton okay. key in shotgun mode, and he's gonna fire at it, and he's gonna keep firing at it until it goes away. Oh wait, no, no, no. He's gonna also gonna wait. Is it a free action to let Gary out? So that's gonna be a twenty-one for the first attack. Uh, that's gonna be a miss. Miss. Yep. 
Alright, and I'm gonna roll again. I assume you roll again too, right? Yep. Oh, fuck. One fell off the, the thing, so I'm gonna roll it. I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm just gonna roll another die. <laughs> oh, that's an explosion. Sweet. So that's uh, 21 so far. I'm at 29, and that's gonna turn into 42. Yeah, you miss. I miss with a 42? You miss with a 42. Fucking, for, for fuck's sakes. Dude, I rolled, I rolled two 10s, an 11, and a 12, so I exploded as well. That's like, fine, but still. I, I mean, beat you I'm on dice, to, dog. I'm still allowed to say for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Also, while this encounter was going on, immediately after telling Mr. G uh, that I had my hands full, I want if you're viewing it as like a shot in a movie... I want to say that and then immediately just be standing in the frame while it's happening doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, like I kind of expect that you're just like texting, but your <laughs> like your hollow phone doesn't work on this planet, so you just pull it out. Like, oh, I, I got my hands tied. Sorry. Phone in one hand, finger up with the other, just texting away. <laughs> More or less. Blast it. You you try and blast it once. It blocks your energy buckshot with its claw on the first one it ducks the second one it like slides closer to you underneath the like cone of the buckshot more or less um like the energy buckshot and then it's now in your range and tries to attack you uh mr g is just gonna bolt for the for the end of the cave he's just out of here okay you're trying to you still have to make an opposed dodge roll for this as it's trying oh, to totally attack i'll do that to... and then i'm running the fuck away <laughs> Oh shit! I have a bunch of dr now, though. Sick. Um, <laughs> are you still wearing? Are you still? Oh wearing yeah. That thing? No, he did not take okay. that shit off. <laughs> six plus six plus nine plus four. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That is exactly what I got. Roll another d twelve. Oh, here we go. Let's see if this is the lucky die. Oh, that's an eight. Uh, so it walks up to you and it takes its it its right paw with those long sharp claws and it tries to swipe at you and it misses and it's unable to kind of like move forward and follow through as it missed its first first attack so basically it swipes at you three more times to no avail after missing the first so i'm gonna take that um that opening in its in its attack it's opening in its defenses and i'm gonna run the fuck away so i'm gonna use all my all my movement to just run as close to the end of the cave as i can um, it does not seem like it tries to pursue you. Good, I'm, I'm getting the fuck away. out of here. <laughs> Mr. G looks back and he goes, I'll see you up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, two people have disengaged. Johnny, you were the only one still in uh, combat. Awesome. So uh, Johnny's going to try to do this the way that the people on this planet would do it. Um, and he's going to throw his... Because uh, he knows so much to... about that. I mean, he did watch this when he drifted off on the way into town. Truth. It's true, you did. Yeah. So um, he's going to throw the capture sphere and release Lucky. Cool. So yeah, you you release Lucky. The bluish energy uh, releases from the capture sphere, and it forms into that familiar um, otter shake that you have come to come to love. Um, the orange fur forms. You see him kind of like stretch out the inner tube around his neck, and it like snaps back against him, and he like starts to like dance or it looks like almost get ready as he then faces off against this thing. And he turns at you with like a surprising amount of understanding and nods at you. Sick. Uh, 
<laughs> Lucky, use Aqua Jet. Squeak, squeak! <laughs> Roll it. Um, okay. Ooh. Oh, please don't fall off the table. Nice. Damn, his rolls are fucking crazy. Uh, 64. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, you hit. It's it's a very powerful. Uh yeah, that's super fucking hits. Um it hits against the steel. It it basically you see Lucky surround itself with that like coating of water and that small stream and he uses it to propel himself forward, his two tails spinning around each other as he as he dashes through the darkness. He punches the thing in the face with the water surrounding him. And this floating silver hunk of sentient metal spins (laughs) around, moving backwards a couple of feet. It re-catches itself after just a moment, and it stands there. It looks at Lucky and cocks its head, and it strikes at Lucky with, um, with its whole body. So... Head first, this thing tries to take a dive at Lucky. So I need you to have Lucky uh, dodge for me. Or block. It would probably make more sense with his high agility to dodge. Um, And just a quick question. Like, can I gauge how much, like, how wounded this enemy is? So you can just usually tell based on things taking damage because you are, you know you're a cop <laughs> you've experienced your share of violence you know when you're beating them too hard yeah and then you keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did not explode on this one but the rolls were okay uh that's gonna be a 48 to dodge so this thing dives quickly towards lucky and he actually dunks its own head off of the ground as lucky just backflips and like jets himself with water out of the way he just like backflips with a jet of water and he completely dodges this thing as it hits its head on the ground it is still up but it is looking a bit worse for wear uh do i think that it could take another hit from the uh you think that it could take another hit correct one more okay yep and uh since it's just lucky and this thing engaging because you're doing it in a traditional sense the round resets yep uh so he's going to do the same thing um, okay. and try to aqua jet it. Lucky, use aqua jet again. That is not nearly as effective. It's going to be uh, 35. 35 will do it. Uh, Lucky, once, uh, Lucky once again, uh, he basically moves his hand in a circular fashion this time. And you see the water kind of spill around his mouth and using his fins around his arm he coats himself in the water and he strokes his arm arms behind him and the jet releases behind him and he hits this thing head on and this thing is moved back uh once again it's moved a couple of feet in the air as it floats and levitates um and it spins out of control and now it has a slight wobble to its movements as uh it has taken some significant damage nice attack lucky you hear Silver uh, from the other side of uh, of the cave. Johnny, now's your chance. Throw the capture sphere. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, he re- <laughs> he realizes. I think it's still in his hand, probably because he caught it. Yeah. And you look gonna... down, and you are still holding it. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he's so he's gonna throw the ball to try to capture this this rock thing with one red eye. Yep. So you are gonna roll two d twelve and add your agility. 
and then make me one luck check, please. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with the red and blue dice here, and I'll do white for lucky luck. Murica. Murica. Fuck yeah. Seventeen plus eleven, twenty-eight. You said add agility. Yep. Uh, that's gonna be thirty-four. And then this is the one that I'm never gonna get the luck. Is your luck check? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You lucky. say that, but you've succeeded more luck checks than most. <laughs> it's true. Uh, failed the luck check. Alrighty. Well, you throw the capture sphere at this thing as it's kind of sent reeling. The button hits it. The silver beast turns into a silver energy and it is flung inside of the ball the ball spins around and closes on itself you see the latch close it drops to the ground and you see a red light click three times and everyone leans in a little bit closer after the third one and the ball stops moving it does not break out oh shit Johnny Law, you have successfully captured your first sacred beast. Oh, I thought you were going to do the thing where you thought you got it and then it busts open at the last second. <laughs> yeah, but you thought you didn't get it and then you got it. Oh, yeah, there was shit. suspense there, guys. There was drama. Yeah. <laughs> this thing's data has been added to your sacred um, beast encyclopedia. <laughs> Johnny just lifts both of his arms. Not his wings, by the way, because he has both of those. And he just goes, oh! <laughs> Johnny is going to walk up to the capture sphere uh, and pick it up. Cool. Uh, you hear that same kind of like voice in your head, that telepathic link kind of start, and you feel an energy it like hit your hand as you pick this thing up. That voice just goes, the iron ball beast. Balls of iron. <laughs> Very cool. He's got balls of steel. I'm going to send you its stats real quick, Jared. Uh, While you do that, I'll just say stuff. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) hey, Silver, thanks for this capture sphere. I'm going to name this beast after you. I'm going to call him Silver Jr. Awesome. Uh, Thanks. I'm I'm honored. Good job, by the way. Great technique. Thanks. He comes up and he gives you a high five. I high five him and then I assume that... Lucky would also get a high five for his exemplary performance. I assume that Silver would also then high five Lucky. So Silver also turns around and is like, heck yeah, does the same thing. (laughs) He said heck. Heck yeah. He did say heck. (laughs) And at this point, uh, none of you run into anything entertaining on the way out. Um, You all manage to make your way out of the cave. You see the light of day as you get up to the first floor and you all rush towards uh, the the warm, now seemingly fading light. You see flashes of orange instead of flashes of blue that you saw when you were on the first floor earlier. It looks as though some significant amount of time has passed since you all got wrapped up in that nonsense. It looks like dusk is upon you. You also see Mr. G leaning up against a tree, just kind of like catching his breath, looking over his wounds. And as you guys come out of the cave, he goes, Oh, I'm ready for that stipend. Well, Mr. G, you're going to have to wait until we get that ship fixed so we can connect to the network. You see Rex McMasters and the rest of your crew are now walking up. Sorry, we're, um, sorry we're late, guys. We, uh, we ran into some of those hooded figures on the, uh, on the way here. What did, what did you all find? Well, I think you'd be, I think you'd be best off calling them the Red Hand from now on. They're, uh... Things aren't good. 
Captain. Okay, how not good, Mr. G? I mean, picture the worst case scenario, and it's maybe a little worse than that. I'm not sure entirely. All right, concerning. Some news on our end. We managed to drive off the majority of the hooded figures, but some weird purple flash of shadow sucked them all up as we were trying to apprehend them. Did you see something similar? Maybe that, the the portal magic, maybe? I don't, I mean, it certainly, it, it flashed over them and they all disappeared. So portal magic is, is what makes sense in my head as well. Well, I think that we saw that. To be honest, at the time, I was a bit distracted by a deafening problem, but mm. that's what my detective senses declared. Mr. G gets up from the from the trees, leaning on, and walks closer to the captain and says, I've cross-referenced it with a few notes I took up previously. Um, I'm not sure if you know Marshall Law, Johnny's brother here, and uh, he disappeared after having some sort of ill-fated interaction with the portal. Um... It, this portal, the the activity that we found in the cave is pretty close to what I saw there. It's it's most likely some sort of uh, dark portal magic. That is concerning, to say the least. Well, did you at least get Rose? No. Uh, that's a that's a negative, sir. Oh, hey guys, can I? Because I haven't named the Silver Junior yet, technically to his face. Can I rename it Silver Rock? Bring it back full circle to the time I educated you about Silver Hawks. <laughs> yeah, that's <Okay>. fine. <laughs> silver Rock. I remember a lot of things. I do not remember that at all. <laughs> silver Hawks! Oh, fuck. Oh, no, now, I'm, now I'm getting okay. it. Now I'm getting it. <laughs> I was in the same boat as you, Mike. <laughs> the, the captain takes this moment to look and he sees Rose is not with you. And he looks at uh silver who is like clenching his fists and shaking and breathing heavily he's still keeping it together like this boy has passed all his will checks surprisingly <laughs> um silver i'm i'm sorry i make this promise to you we will help get your sister back and he puts his uh his big old big old girthy man hand on silver's shoulder and he like squeezes tightly and you see silver kind of like reach up and pat rex's uh arm and rex kind of like nods and lets go and silver nods as well you also see the members of your crew uh who are following rex johnny make me a sense check oh dude if this is if this is about kenny i'm just i'm it's a hundred percent about kenny because every time we don't see each other for a while we gotta do our super secret handshake so i know that's yeah (laughs) that i just made up right now it i got a two I passed. Passed the sense. So you did pass? In the bushes, you see a tail sticking up, wagging feverishly out of one of the bushes near you. Uh, Kenny jumps out, and he, like, goes to, like, tackle you. And then he, like, make me just an agility check to see if you, like, dodge out of the way or catch him in his embrace. I I got a blackjack. Six out of six. I want to catch him. You want to catch him? Okay, so... So Kenny leaps up out of the 
out of the bushes, tongue out, drool spitting. His fabulous white and black mullet is like flowing elegantly behind him, which is a word I never thought I would say. Um, his ears flopping in the wind too, and just paws spread out. He's diving at you like a dog jumping off a diving board. <laughs> well, if it isn't Kenny Doggins, hello, my friend. He licks you on the face. Hey, bud. How's, how's it going? Uh, they got to do the secret paw shake. Uh, I will let you determine exactly the uh, the, the paw shake. I, I will just describe it as an overly complicated series of hand gestures and, you know, shakes that eventually end in an explosion with the with the glittering as it goes down. Yeah, of course. Um, so, you... <laughs> You um you do your overly complicated uh handshake with Kenny, and as soon as you go up to start doing it, he's like, "Oh heck yeah, it's shake time!" And he gets really into it. Uh, please make me a style check. Oh, this is not going to be good. I I'm thinking I'll go through the whole campaign without ever passing this. Eight out of two. Okay, Kenny blackjacked. <laughs> He'll make up for it. <laughs> He made he made up for uh you being tired in your your sort of half-hearted attempt. Um the rest of you, you see your party members come up. Nora is seems to be uh her sweatshirt is ripped in a couple of places. It looks like she has a cut on her shoulder and like she has some scuffs on her face and she walks up to you, Mr. G, and she just goes, "Well, I I I hope you've been faring a bit better than we have so far." Mr. G's not here. Oh, that's right, because Mike left. And oh. Mr. G just kind of stares at her blankly and doesn't say anything. Oh, I, I would. So Mr. G would. Um, Mr. G looks back at her and looks down at himself where he has uh, quite a few wounds. Uh, he's got the metal armor around his chest, but that's kind of the only thing keeping keeping him together. And he goes, uh, oh, I mean, uh, more or less. Well, I'm glad that you made it out of there okay. Uh, you also see Anna Maria is um, fixing uh, one of the pauldrons uh, that Alvis has on. He has like this molded leather and he has two straps for like very thin metal pauldrons that go on over his his getup. He um, he is cutting a couple of different places like you see a slash across his face and you see like a couple of wounds on his arms. Um, same deal. You see that Anna Maria, her armor is like bent and like rended in a couple of different places although she is not physically looking too worse for wear uh she is currently not drinking which is a big surprise for all of you um you all see grooks in the background um holding two pieces of his large wooden spoon he has a bunch of like ropes and cloth and straps and he has his uh he has his large cooking pot like strapped to his back um and you see rebecca is uh, currently helping Grooks fix his ladle in the background. She is minding her own business other than that. Yeah, Grooks, Grooks looks very sad about his ladle. Oh, Mike. Yes. Other Mike. Or other Mike. Your danger. Other other Mike is here. Did Mr. G give that gem back to Boots? I don't know. Is it in your inventory? <laughs> well, I told you to give it back when you were done with it. Did you give it back? Um, actually, I don't have it either. Oh, then I'm just going to assume that while you were talking to your, uh, co-worker there, Boots just walked up behind you, grabbed it out of your hand or wherever you had it, and walked over to the captain. Technically, Silver had it, and he would have given it back to you. 
So you, I, I'll say that like in the passage of you guys leaving the cave, that Silver did return. Wait, but if if you. if G saw Silver give that back, he would have told him not to, not to get too retconny here. But no, I mean that's fine. Uh, basically, Silver to to kind of retcon this this whole middle of the cave sequence here. Um, Silver basically uh is like, well, why why exactly? Shouldn't I give it back? He did ask for the item back. Um, my friend here is uh quite versatile. Um, he's a Boots is a useful companion. Um, in situations like this, but he's not necessarily trustworthy with anything shiny, and we might need that going forward. It, it might be a little bit of a struggle to use it to figure out how to find Rose. Eh, eh, you worry too much. I'll just say that you guys are all having this conversation outside as Silver is, like, going to return it to you. Instead of retconning it happening in the middle of the the cave, I'll just say this is happening now outside. Well, while this is going on, I wave the captain over. Chef. Uh, yes. Uh, I found a suspicious ruby while we were in the cave. Silver has it right now. It's, like, magic? Yeah, Silver, Silver, uh brings it over and he he places it in the captain's hand and as soon as they they both kind of touch uh both sides of this gemstone uh the same thing happens that happened with uh boots and mr g when you exchanged it first they both are like visibly like shaken for a moment and like a visible chill almost goes down their spine as they like shake and the captain looks it over let me have him make a magic check this is dark magic it seems as though someone put a soul of some kind inside of this gemstone what ex- where did you find these are there more of these or was it just the one no it was just the one i took it off from one of the men in orbs um so since you're lying can i have you make a bluff check yes <laughs> or opposed roll rather i should say you got this what is that a, and is that an opposed charisma it's uh, charisma versus sense. So Dylan is since Dylan is lying, he's rolling charisma. I'm rolling sense. Wait, kind of hope he gets away with the lie. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, but it would be funny. I mean, in game, I'm probably mad at you, but out of game, it's funny. Oh wait a minute! I don't have a skill that helps with this. Fifteen. So the captain just kind of looks at you, and he goes, "Okay, so how many more do you have?" And he points to the bag that you're that you have, like hanging out from your, like, coattails, he sees, like, the bottom of the bag, and he points to it. I put my arm up on the captain's shoulder, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I do not have any more, as so I'm, like, leading him away from the rest of the party. Then once they're out of sight, <laughs> I, like, open the top of the bag and show him. Okay. <laughs> um, so he just, like, turns. You don't actually, like really get your hand on his shoulder as he's like a fair bit taller than you um but he like he still like leans down and turns and you don't make it very far um but you basically like turn open up the bag and show him and he like counts all of them there are 12 more in the bag you have a baker's dozen that's more than boots can count yep i assumed 12 dozen quite a few by the way, while while he's doing that, I do want to make it clear that um to to Boots to uh to Dylan here 
that when I asked you to steal something from that guy, I did see you get a full bag of something. Like, it shows up in your hand, right? Yeah, like, he was holding the bag. You saw him holding the yeah. bag. And you're a small, and you're a small man, and there was a large bag in your hand. I, I'm just, I'm I just understand sure. that. Okay. As a player, I understand this. Boots does not understand this. Because G fucking knows, and he knows you lied to him, too. Boots has no idea. <laughs> He's very good at stealing. He's too stupid to realize how bad he actually is at stealth. <laughs> I mean, you're it. good at stealing things. No, I said stealth. Stealing is one thing. Hiding that you stole something is a completely different skill set. So yeah, Rex, uh, Rex kind of looks at these and he kind of nods and looks at you. This is a bit concerning. It seems as though whatever they have planned, it involves taking a lot of lives. Uh, this is something that I can't can't stand. So I mentioned something about a sea of moss. A sea of moss. Oh, he means the sea of Kate Moss. Where that? Kate Moss. <laughs> I haven't seen Kate in years. Wait, can I? Can I? <laughs> I totally forget what the actual name of it is, but <laughs> you can make me an intelligence check to remember. <laughs> no, I mean I totally. I got the intelligence check at the time. No, I mean, yeah, but, like, you're trying to remember information. Three out of seven. Okay, yeah. It's the Sea of Chaos. Yeah, it's definitely the Sea of Chaos. (laughs) Well, Johnny at the time was fairly deafened. (laughs) I haven't seen Kate in years. Did she really become a sea? Uh, It's so weird. uh, Captain, it's not... It has nothing to do with any person you might have known named kate um it sorry i uh back back in the day when i was when i was acting my uh <laughs> i was i was dating this dryad model who was named kate moss i'm sure so you you can you can see why this is very weird to me. oh christ I, i'm sure you've had many um, thing now sexual exploits during your screen days <laughs> let's um, not talk about this in front of the boy i mean yes but let's not drown in a sea of kate moss but but what I'm trying to tell you is that it was the Sea of Chaos uh, is, is most likely where they're located. I'm not sure if um, that helps at all. I'm not I'm not necessarily someone who's uh, well versed in magics. Oh, is that what they said? I'm sorry, I misheard. The Sea of Chaos. Apologies. I was deafened earlier. It's 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 quite quite all right. Um, the Sea the Sea of Chaos, as far as I am to understand it, um, I'm. Once again, I'm not versed in in the, the magic of the the cults and and priests myself. But what bit I do understand is that the Sea of Chaos is more of a point to point thing. Um, they they travel across the Sea of Chaos. It it leads them to and fro. They can go great distances apart with this. So that is a bit concerning. I don't think they are located in the Sea of Chaos. However. I don't think that they could all physically sustain themselves there. Uh, Captain, would that mean that they could be anywhere on this planet or even further? Um... They could be even further, unfortunately. However, I, I feel as though we should probably get back to town. All of you all of you notice that it, at this point the sun is setting. Captain, I have, I have one more question. Yes. Uh, who's, who's watching the ship? No one at the moment. We were going back to town to report what we had found. It seemed to be a coincidence that we landed where we did, and oh, nothing but right. that. Their rendezvous point was where we crashed, but no one is there now. How did how did uh, Kenny Doggins do on the uh, building of the... Uh... 
oh, Johnny, my Ford is so awesome. <laughs> yes. Johnny, it is so great. <laughs> he he kind of like lowers his head. I, it's, dude, I, oh, there were so many sticks. It was really hard not to chew all of them, but like we got a, we got like a, not quite a cabin, but like I got halfway done a cabin before we had to deal with those people, man. It was like great. Are there pillows and a sign that says no girls allowed? Kenny is, did, uh, build most of a shelter if we did want to return to the ship. That's what he was doing when we were in the town and doing our thing. Right. I think it might be best for us to still reconvene with Professor Bonsai and tell him what we found. That makes sense. Maybe they were able to extract any other information out of those prisoners. So maybe there's, uh, maybe there's something to be found in town. I need to go to town. I need to visit the hospital because I am going to die otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. Maybe we can task Grooks. Task Grooks with watching it. Perhaps he can even whittle himself another ladle. Grooks, would you mind watching the camp? I think you'd be able to scare off most anything that comes your way. Grooks make fire. Grooks make food. Grooks watch camp. And he he triumphantly holds up his now fixed ladle. You count on Grooks. Perfect. It's settled. I I also need to, uh, me and Gary need to heal our wounds. we're, We're in pretty, pretty grave situation here. I think it would be best if we all get to town and reconvene with Bonsai and then get some rest. Let's do it. It feels as though we've been up for weeks. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. I feel it too. And he turns and you all head out. It takes you the better part, I'd say, of a half hour. You come out of the woods. The woods at this point, when you come out, are slowly starting to quiet down. There's like a low buzzing and low chirping. Um, of bug like bugs, insects, and birds that are in here, but it is definitely less noisy than before. While while we walk, can I do a quick aside with Silver as we walk? Sure. Yeah. You probably thought it was going to be about something serious, but nope. Hey, Silver, I got a question for you about these sacred beasts. Yeah, Johnny. What what's up? Are they okay with you know? For instance, if I was to give my sacred beast to a friend. Would they be offended? Uh no, you can um Or is that like cool? No, that's cool. Like beasts? gifts are gifts are a cool thing. People people love gifts. Ah. Do people not like gifts where you come from, John? Oh, everyone loves gifts. I just didn't want to hurt the sacred beast's feelings. I mean Silver Rock seems like a pretty <laughs> nice, you know, nice little creature. If there. I'm being honest, let's let's put it this way. It is a great gesture, and as long as, you know, that person takes care of the beast, that's really all that matters. Hey, Kenny, get over here. I got a gift for you. Yeah, what's up, bud? Hey, Kenny. So, uh, I caught, uh, an extra sacred beast here, and I thought that it would be good to give it to you, since it seems that you don't have one. Hey, uh, yeah, no, um, ha, <laughs> whoo, Uh, you see Kenny's tail is wagging like crazy, and he's, like, patting his forehead <laughs> a little bit. All right, yeah, uh, sure, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. I- I caught this one in the cave with the ball that Silver gave me, so I named it after him as Silver Rock. But it's yours now. And he hands him the ball. Just push the button and it'll come out. That seems super easy. Yeah, it's not complicated at all. I, uh, appreciate it. We were, we were certainly shocked when a bunch of those things came out of the woods with those robe dudes. We were not ready. So this will be a big help. There it is. 
No, it's a it's a good thing that you explain to him how to use it instead of just uh you know assuming people would know how to use alien technology. It's a that, that was a a good tutorial you gave him there. Yeah, push the button. It's real complicated. Thank you, Silver. Also, by the way, if it's any consolation, my older brother also disappeared not too long ago. So I know what something of what you're going through. If you were a bit older, I'd also let you partake in what my solution is. As he pulls out a flask and takes a sip. And then continues walking on his way. Silver just kind of nods. And as you mentioned the part about like your brother missing, wouldn't it be crazy if they were in the same place? I find that to be highly unlikely. I mean, I do too. But like, what if though, right? That sounds like foreshadowing to me. (laughs) What is, what's that? I'm surprised you can count that high. One, two, three, foreshadowing. Oh, it's this God. thing where you have four shadows, and the shadows tell you where you're going. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, maybe if we follow those four shadows, it'll lead us right to where where Rose is, and maybe where Johnny's brother is. Where? If I'm being honest, I am kind of interested in this Kate Moss character now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some problems with dryads, I will say that, but... <laughs> Not the race, the... <laughs> Oh, the, wait, the, what do you mean? The criminal organization, but anyway. Uh, yeah, no, there is a criminal organization uh, that is an underground mob scene known as the Dryads. Where is a, where is a Captain McMaster? He is walking He is walking in front. And where is that in relation to everybody else? Uh, you are all behind him. I will leave it up to you on how you are ordering things. It just seems like a conglomerate of people, but you don't have to really walk in single file order. Um, I'm gonna, uh, Mr. G is gonna walk up to, uh, the captain and, uh, uh, captain, um, would you mind if I talk to you, uh, back here real quick? Um, can we keep walking or do we have to stop? Oh, no, we we can keep walking. I just want to, you know, just talk to you in a, in private. I mean, that's, that's fine. Let's just, why don't, while we're in front, why don't we just walk faster? Uh, all right. Um, you guys start power walking. Which is clearly the most effective mode of travel. You guys power walk the shit away from the rest of the group. Like Mr. G is all about efficiency, yeah. and he would have been power walking the whole time anyway. <laughs> power walking is the most efficient form of... So, yes. <laughs> it's got power in the name, bro. That's how you know. So, Captain, when you were talking about um, rescuing Rose before we get off this uh, this planet here, I, I, I'm i getting a little concerned here. Uh, we don't really know the state of Mechaluna at the moment, and... Um, we're dealing with some pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Is there any, any real reason why we need to, we need to pursue this instead of maybe pursuing something more pertinent to our, to our planet's existence, to its, its just, its imminent destruction? Well, I did catch something when I was with the crew when we were split apart. I was waiting until we got back to mention this, and I was going to tell the whole group. I did see a flash of one of the relics inside of that portal. Something, something was changing it. There was, there was something similar in the center. Of it. it was Phalene's keystone. Uh, Mike, you can make a, a knowledge check for that, by the way. All right, Mr. G's rolling, and that's, oh, I gotta re-roll that, though, because scholar skills. Oh, failed again. I have no idea what that is. Uh, the name is familiar to you. Granted, you don't know much about it. Maybe if when you were in the Museum of Mechalunarian History you read a little bit more on the history, you would know more, but the name is familiar to you. It's definitely one of the eight relics. So there's definitely a relic on this planet, 
or at least in the possession. So what you're saying is that this these adversaries of ours they they possess a relic that would that would make some sense considering how formidable they are. Yes, the relic they possess is one that power is limitless. It was used to help form steel spire from the mountain itself. It, this this relic can can terraform entire landscapes if left left unburdened or un uninterrupted. It's not something we should take lightly. I I definitely think our time here will be important. We need to find this relic, and we have one here. Uh, good, Captain. I I keep in mind. I I do think that the inhabitants here, that Silver and the Professor, uh, they're they're good people. But I I just wanted to make sure we were looking out for our own planet's existence first. I completely understand, and your head is right. You are focused on our mission, and that is something I appreciate, Mr. G. But even if we didn't find a relic here, even if if that was unreachable, we would still be stuck here for an unknown amount of time. Who knows how long it's going to take us to fix our ship regardless. If you have any other concerns, please bring them to me. And while they're having that conversation... Johnny and Kenny are going to be uh, releasing their sacred beasts. And I assume there's like some kind of, hey, uh, he talks to uh, Silver Rock, says, no hard feelings, Silver Rock. I hope you don't be mad at Lucky over here. It kind of, uh, it kind of makes like a digital uh, sort of like noise. It sounds like. It sounds a little bit like buzzing and gears kind of whirring as the iron ball head with the single eye kind of spins and then like clicks and stops moving. It's a little bit unsettling. And like the thing looks at you and like it's a it's a bit creepy. It it looks at you with a lot more intelligence than you're used to from an animal. It sounds suspiciously like it says fuck you guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh for the record uh i've put you in the care of my dearest friend kenny doggins so I, you're in the best of hands and kenny like reaches out for a fist bump and this thing on its back end it has three claws and it like turns around and it fist bumps kenny with the three claws on its like ass <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah and it like it understood what Kenny was throwing down there. I think they're going to be just They're going to fine. be just fine. Uh, I got a question for you, Silver Rock. Do you know a lot about metals that exist on this planet? Because we may need to find some to repair our ship. And you seem to be mostly made out of some interesting metals or minerals of some sort. We might have to melt you down at some point. <laughs> Can you find us something that's not you that we can smelt to put on our ship? <laughs> Thanks. I assume that, uh, I, I don't know, it's a fair question. No, I it is. that, that uh, Johnny would be unable to discern his, you know, digital or whatever he sounds like. Um, but Kenny probably would understand it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Mike, Mr. G can make a sense check since, like, you can hear forever. So... Um, if you want to make a sense check on this while you're also talking to the captain, that's fair game. Oh, I'm down. Um, cool. So Kenny just kind of like looks at it, nods, and he holds the ball and he hears like that telepathic link, um, from it. And he just kind of looks over and he goes, yeah, apparently, uh, silver rock really, uh, can, can really find ores and rare metals as it's made from it. It seems like he's attracted 
That's incredibly convenient. Mr. G blackjacked that, by the way. You start hearing this thing like whir and mechanic with or communicate through like mechanical means, and you're able to not only hear it, but you it it sounds familiar to you. This language almost sounds a bit like the buzzing in your head, and you're actually able to like piece a bit of it together. You don't get a full translation, but you do also get the vague idea that this thing can sense metals. Oh, right on. What a terrifically thought of question. And, like, for a second, you actually almost thought that that buzzing was coming from your head, but your head didn't hurt. So you were, like, taken aback there for a moment. Kind of confused as as we rejoin the group, me and uh, me and the captain. So you guys are all exiting the woods at this point as a big group. Grooks has separated off and is going back up to the, the plateau between the peaks uh, where your ship is crashed. Um, Silver just looks uh, looks at you guys and he goes, guys, we're all... We're all in pretty bad shape. Should we should we rest here? I'm completely fine, but Okay. Eh, let's rest. <laughs> I don't I don't say that in game. That would be particularly douchey. <laughs> like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm I think it's I think it's pretty in character. Johnny Johnny looks at his body as well and sees no wounds, but seeing his party he kind of just nods. Silver walks up and he just goes, Marooks, let us in. And you see that, like, you see that black and white lemur-looking monkey with the, like, yellow helmet over top of his head, like, reach up over the guard tower of um, New Restalia Town, or village, excuse me, and he just nods as he sees Silver, and he runs, takes the ball, and he throws it to the gate, which unlocks it. You see, once again, those interlocking vines from the town peel apart, opening the way into town. You all walk in, and the small village, uh, the B&B has uh, steam pouring out the back of it. It looks like the hot springs are going really, really hot tonight. Silver Silver looks at you all as you walk in, and he goes, um, I think maybe the, the best place to sleep for the evening or, or rest for the evening would be the, the bed and breakfast there. I would personally very much so like to try those springs while we're here. Yeah, uh, they're super, super nice. I think Lucky would love it as well. Do they have any rules against sacred beasts in the springs? No, not at all. Sweet. Um, if the if the springs aren't your cup of tea, there's also a restaurant and a bar on the other side of town. It's the only one we have. Fuck the springs. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> 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 um but first i think it would probably be best for us if if we all got a uh, got healed up so uh what do you say so g's gonna g's gonna ask the crew before you like split up uh i'm i'm gonna uh go uh take care of this leg and there's clearly blood caking his sweet yeah. cargo pants where are we uh where are we meeting are we meeting at the bar or what are... i'm gonna get everyone rooms at the bed and breakfast for the evening. Rex kind of speaks up and, and gestures there. After that, I'm going to take a nice long dip in those hot springs. They sound just divine. Um, you feel free. Just I'm sure that they'll just give you a key if you mention my name. Yeah, Captain. I, I don't normally partake in the bird bin, but uh, after today, I think I might might need a drink. Mr. G, I'll meet you at the bar. I think I'll visit the springs first. But I'll meet you there after you uh, have your wounds tended to. <laughs> um, 
Nora, Anna Maria, and Alvis uh, all kind of look at each other and they look at the damage they've sustained. Um, and they just, Alvis looks up and he goes, we'll, um, we'll get cleaned up at that healing center and we'll, um, we'll meet you at the bar. And Anna Maria just looks over and she goes, it's been a whole hour since I've had a drink. Sign <laughs> me up for this bar action. You also see, um, Rebecca, who is minding her own business, and she just looks and she goes, "I'm, I'm gonna head to the hot springs. I'll, I'll be there. Um, you guys en- enjoy the bar." And she just like meekly turns and follows Captain McMaster's. Half of the group of warriors heads towards the healing center to fix up their sacred beasts and themselves before earning a hard-earned drink for. And the cool a- half went right to the springs. <laughs> Um, after a hard day's work, it has been a harrowing day for the crew of the Seraphic Sapphire, uh, between the crash landing on an alien planet full of deadly elemental beasts, finding out that members here are intertwined with the, the issues that you are facing. Half of our group goes to get healed. Half of our group goes to relax and take a bath, both healing in their own way, whether it be physical wounds or mental wounds. The sun at this point is fading, and you see a clear, starry sky. A large, pale moon rises, and you all see the reflection in the lake in the center of town as you go your respective ways. And that is where we will leave it for this evening. Hey there, guys. I am doing the outro this week because the next campaign, the next bit of content you are going to experience here is going to be the first few episodes of Shanghai Station. It's my campaign. I built this uh, sci-fi world on the outskirts of the galaxy with um, a polluted planet and a galactic security company that owns it and a bunch of prisoners and bounty hunters that have to deal with all the craziness that goes on on that planet that is going to be shanghai station and that is going to be the next bit of content from warplords podcast here i hope you guys enjoyed the fractured world keep in mind that we do this uh rotating gm format so that was six episodes from the fractured world but All of these campaigns are coming back in a bigger way after these smaller mini arcs. There's going to be five or six uh, Shanghai Station episodes. There's going to be five or six episodes of Jared's campaign, Nine Realms, a fantasy campaign. And then Dylan's campaign in Missin, the crazy technological fantasy anime, whatever he does, whatever his craziness is, that's going to be his campaign. We're going to be doing these smaller mini arcs, and then they're going to be opening up to full-on 10 to 15 episode arcs after that. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed Fracture World. I really enjoyed playing it. It was a great time. I love playing Mr. G. I'm not sure how you feel about him, but I feel great. I can't wait to start building some stuff. The episode you'll be hearing next week is going to be an interview episode I did with Dylan about game design. 
basically we just talk about kind of the thought that went behind building warp lords and kind of the problems that a game designer has to address and how you go about addressing those things it was a lot of fun to record and i think you guys will really enjoy listening to it until then uh check us out on twitter on facebook on instagram we've got presence all over this here internets just type in warp lords and you'll find us and if you've liked listening to the podcast why don't you play the game go on drivethroughrpg.com and type in warp lords download the game it's pay what you want if you want to pay if you can pay please contribute but if you can't we just really want to see you playing the game we'd love to hear from you after you've had your own intrepid adventures on the warp lords system but until then don't forget we release new episodes every wednesday see you then